0: we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Wow. Am I rusty after a couple of hours out of this studio, yeah, uh, a little bit. (laughs) We'll figure it out together. It's the final hour of Oilers Now. It's brought to you, as always, by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas has tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Looking to uh, connect here with uh, Louis DeBrusque from Sports net uh, the fish is so far evading the bait so we'll see where this goes but uh, overall lots of discussion at 780 is the team going to miss Cleem Coston this year at least out of the gate, because they haven't replaced him and for my money they are going to miss him I don't think that I don't think we can look at what happened in last year's playoffs and and the egregious liberty taken on Leon Driesidel and think that that's not an avenue that other teams are going to try and pursue towards getting past Edmonton. You're not going to outscore the Oilers most nights, so you got to find another way to beat them. And while there's a rule book in place, uh, you know, you got to have some other people out there who kind of, you know, set a different tone. Evander Kane talked about being so desperate to return from that arm injury, not because he wanted to come out and score a bunch of goals and return to the ice and contribute that way he wanted to come out and and provide a different sort of element and again we've said it time and again that it cannot fall on his shoulders 100 percent of the time so what role player can you find that can fill a little bit of that and and uh yeah maybe you're sitting there thinking that they don't need any of this filled maybe you think that it could be an adam ernie or a brandon sutter that uh, is ultimately providing enough of the sandpaper if they are in a roster spot we'll see i'm not so convinced about that and i'm not convinced that louis de would be either we'll find out maybe might have to wait till next week i don't know jeff walker working feverishly on the other side of the glass there i'll tell you right now that some guests of oilers now receive gift cards to japanese village edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant book your celebration for the senses at jvedmonton.ca. Yeah, get those texts in here. seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. That's the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Are the Oilers um are they are they gonna be hurting without clean costing? Lloyd Minster, this texter says they lost their sandpaper when they didn't bring them back. Went a long, oh my. <laughs> That's a very long text message right there uh, Yeah, Reed Wilkins Sitting in on the studio We'll pull the safety chute here, Reed, And uh, welcome you into the show Thanks, it's kind of nice having you around the building
1: Well, I work here
0: Yeah, I mean <laughs> Same And we got hockey going on We do And last night we saw them win for the first time in the exhibition campaign and the big boys were all dressed and for the most part to me they looked uh, pretty darn good out there. Run of penalties through the middle of that game that made it choppy but overall getting to see Connor end the game in overtime the way that he did uh, just reminds us all of uh, what hockey season in Edmonton feels like these days.
1: Yeah, I mean it was uh, a very preseason-y, preseason game. I, I, I think they had some good moments. I think there were times where it wasn't quite quite as inspired as it could have been. I, I do think Connor Brown was uh, was going full force as he's getting back up to speed. He looked very good. He's what the Oilers need up there. They should have a true top six, which even as they've become much better the last couple of years, they, they haven't really had, even through these four consecutive years in the playoffs. So I think that's encouraging. Um, the, the penalties, and Rob and I talked about this last night, and Rob brought up that we talked about it a year ago, that they had some penalty-filled games last preseason, and then they had some penalty-filled games early last regular season. So I do worry a little bit about that becoming a habit. It's like, oh, I'm just going to take a shot at the guy. Oh, you know, I just feel like slashing him, so I'm going to. I I, I don't know. I I worry a little bit about that creeping in, and then you're, you know, shorthanded six times a game in the the preseason, and then you're shorthanded five, six, seven times a game once you get... Into the regular season, so I—I I, that wasn't great to take those penalties. So I, I, I know, uh, obviously, Nurse wanted to do a little message sending to uh, was it uh, Dakota Joshua? Yeah, and uh, I know Drysaddle was upset at the guy too. So yeah, I mean, I guess you're walking the line, but hopefully that they kind of sort that out and sort of realize, okay, well, that's not a habit that that we want to have.
0: You... I, you want to play, you know, You, they're difficult to play against, but you can't get in the habit of becoming your own worst enemy, right? right. Because their their penalty kill last year was nowhere near the top of the league. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, now, hopefully they, they sort that out. And, you know, Leon said we can't beat ourselves when he gave that clip a couple of weeks ago when they were doing the captain skates. And I think penalties is part of that. I, I think when you hear Leon say that, or at least when I did, the first thing that comes to mind is like okay the egregious defensive errors or the the lapses where you give up two goals in 3 minutes or whatever but i think the penalties are are a part of that that is a way to beat yourself that is a way to kill momentum that is the that is a way to give another team a chance right as there's 2 minutes left in the second period you're up 2 are you going to make sure you stay disciplined or do you take a penalty and make the other team think hey we score here. We got the momentum down one, going to the third, and we're feeling good that we just got a goal. I mean, look, it—it it is the—I I admit, though, it is the preseason. Perhaps it's nitpicking, um, but it, it's something that did carry over into the season last year. The great goal in overtime. We see what Bouchard can do. I mean, that's a—that's a reset play where he's thinking, okay. Take it back, one of the forwards will loop back for it. Do I hit and then bang, it's right up the middle with the perfect pass. And and that's that's the the strength of Bouchard, and I think that's what we're gonna see more from him this season at even strength, probably in three on three overtime, and certainly on the power play. I, I mean I, I think I I know I've seen a few different point totals out there. I, I think sixty for Bouchard is certainly realistic. I mean seventy to eighty for a defenseman, that's obviously next level. Mm-hmm. Um but he will be on the power play, and they should score a ton of power play goals. And I know whenever we talk about Bouchard, all oh, well, he's, he doesn't hit, he doesn't defend. I get it, but you also have to let players play to their strength. And Dreisettle kind of said that today, where he's like, well, like, there are reasons that we win, even though like, I think he was, cause he was kind of asked, can you, can you score as much, or sorry, can you defend better and score the same? And then he was asked, "Well, would you guys be as good a team if you didn't have this power play?" And he was kind of like, "Well, I we sure we could be, but they <laughs> they have the power play. That's like yeah, that's like saying they- would would Donovan Bailey win the gold medal if he wasn't fast like well no that's the whole point yeah, that's, the would, one would, way to, that's the way to be good to score goals and be on the power play would Muhammad Ali
0: have been a title if he, with, where, without a right hand you know like it doesn't but it that's does.
1: but that's what we're talking about now with the team they have they have obvious and pronounced strengths you know they're not Okay on the power play. They don't have a power play that sometimes can swing a game. They have a power play that's always dangerous and can often swing games. So I, I don't look for ways to detract that or say like, well, what if this went away? Well, they haven't. It. It's a the reason they're good. And, and <laughs> the whole thing can can they score the same and allow fewer goals? I say, why not? I, I don't think it's mutually exclusive that a better that playing better defensively means you score less. Now, it might mean you need to score less. Sure. But, I mean, there were games last year, the second half. I mean, where, like, how bad did they beat Pittsburgh? Like, they they beat some teams where they didn't allow a lot of goals and they scored.
0: They didn't beat them bad enough that Sam Kostenberg or whatever out of the Pittsburgh Tribune voted McDavid fifth in the MVP. Oh, yeah, rank. that was him. Yeah. Fifth. Yeah. What did he have first? I don't even remember.
1: No, I don't, I,
0: you know what? When, when you put McDavid matter. fifth, I don't continue reading your ballot. How's that? (laughs) (laughs) Stuart Skinner looked strong. He looked good. Yeah, Skinner had
1: a good game, which I I was curious to see, because he didn't have a great playoff. And, uh, you know, how did he deal with that over the summer? And I, I, I know I had a text last week that every time a player has a baby or a goalie has a baby, they start. Was that you and me talking about that? I can't remember, but... Yeah, I thought he looked really good. He was really tested in the second half of the game. The goal that went in, which was pretty much at the halfway point of the game, was only the sixth shot for Vancouver, and they got up to 22. So they had 16 in the second half of the game. They had three or four really good chances in the third. Teddy Bluger had a couple. There was a Tyler Myers shot that got tipped right in front, and he had to shoot the pad out on that. So he looked looked very confident. And I like the approach of not splitting the games with the goaltenders. Like, let a guy get into the flow, you know, it's, it's, it's his game. You can't have one goalie, you know, like if. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for.
0: Think about the mental exercise that Skinner had to go through, and we saw it several times over the course of last regular season. The mental exercise and being alert enough by the time the 6th and 7th and 8th shots start to barrage along after... 40 minutes of hockey or 35 minutes of hockey where you've only seen five pucks if you get taken out halfway through that game you never see the barrage yeah. and you're never tested that way yeah. so uh, again I think you you know if you're he said post game he wants three total preseason games they're going to get to do that I'm sure it's well, probably going to go Kim,
1: Campbell Skinner Campbell Skinner Campbell the last five games I wouldn't be surprised I mean yeah. Pickard and uh, Rodrigue may just be around now too Help with the still, there's still enough players for two groups of practices, right? So you want to have three or four goalies around, but it was a it, it was an okay game again. You know, Brown played well. I think Sutter is, is quietly doing his job. I'm not sure about Ernie, um, if he's done really anything that makes me think he has been able to stand out. You know, some of the younger defensemen who are going to be, or, or I guess the minor league defensemen, they're not all real young. Ben Gleason. Gleason had a decent game. I think Kemp is an interesting prospect. I mean, really good with Bakersfield last year. He seemed relatively efficient last night. So... Yeah, I mean, I think some of those individual storylines are, are fine. I mean, the big guys didn't go out there and get three points each or, or score two power play goals, but I, I think that they'll be fine once the games count.
0: Yeah, I, I think so too. It's tough to discern much of anything right now. Elliot Friedman saying uh, yesterday on the show or the day before that really it's, it's up until the second week of preseason before you start to see anything that you can use as real pertinent information or, or stuff that uh, you can take forward. Having said that though, I have really like the early signs of of Brandon Sutter I saw him you know defensively speaking he was in low defensive zone support he he kind of picked up a puck skated it up out of the zone got the clearance himself and I don't think that he looked like his skating was out of place in that instance didn't stand out for negative reasons otherwise then I'm watching him win uh, defensive zone draws with the right-handed shot Mm -hmm. late in a game and I'm thinking this is good this is what they hoped they were signing.
1: And the thing with the PTO, and I think Ernie is is interesting as well, but Sutter is, is trying out for that very defined role, and they don't really... Now, maybe Adam Ernie is going to be the one that makes the team. I don't know. But Ernie doesn't really have a, a, a role that is set. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like he's... Well, I mean, he's, he's a winger trying out on a team that needs us, preferably would need a center. So it's almost like he has to do more because if he matches some of the wingers they already have, it's not enough. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, Sutter can kind of be himself. And I think Ernie might have to, um, like, do more than, like, not not more than Sutter, but he might have to do things to make him stand out a little bit more. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Sutter has been fine so far. And that would make... Uh, The Oilers. I I remember listening to, to John Short in like the mid '80s. The Oilers were already good. Maybe they hadn't quite won a cup yet. And I remember this guy calling in and said, "The Oilers need a Sutter." And John Short was like, "Well, like which Sutter? There's like six of them. Just (laughs) trade for a Sutter. They need a Sutter." (laughs) So if that guy is still with us, he may may finally get his way. Uh, Well, they they had
0: a Vandermeer at some point. There's a lot of those guys running around Alberta as well. It's 619 in Edmonton. Uh, Louis DeBrusque has escaped the hook. I guess we'll try and reel him in another day. It's probably hunting. Well, that's what I thought, too. I don't know if it's legal at this time of year yet. 780 496 Is it hunting season Some type
1: yet? of hun- I don't know much about hunting, but he was telling me he was hunting last week, I think. It might, I think it might be elk.
0: Huh. There's been a lot of teams hunting elk around these parts. second half of the season has been a lot different. I I will tell you, and I mentioned this to Jeff in the first half hour of the show, uh, I shook Louie's hand again last night, not the first time we've met, but that guy's a bear. That is a huge human being. And and thinking about him tilting with, I mean, any number of people in in the 1990s and early 2000s, good grief. I take pity. The show's (laughs) called Oilers now and we do live in oil country. Brentridge Ford proud to support and be associated with the show but of course there is a market for some electric vehicles out there as well. Boys at Brentridge have a brand new 2022 Mustang Mach-E GT Premium originally listed for $93,300 but with some Ford rebates and a large Brentridge discount the SUV now available for uh, just over seventy three thousand dollars plus gst if you're considering a new ev you want a bargain call uncle milt rich johnny and the gang at Brent Ridge ford 780-352-6048 remember although you already know that cars cost less in wetaski when says bow hunting's legal already maybe that's what he was doing well louie does
1: bow hunt so yeah. that must be it yes Mark. I, I am—that I, That is not something I know much, if anything, about, except no. when Louis tells me he's out doing it, that I'm like, I guess you can hunt. We tried to
0: get him on from the boonies in the mountain one time, did not work out. Struck <laughs> out here, but uh, we, we've, got, uh, we've got old reliable Reed Wilkins with us. Maybe he'll stick around when we come back on Oilers now. We've got a few things floating around on the text line, but there's a lot of people confirming that bow hunting season has indeed been open since the 1st of September. Okay, good. Spreading the knowledge here. Thanks. And uh, I wish this person had attached the name to the photo that they sent of this. I assume this is uh, a, a mule deer? Is that, no, that's a moose. I think that was a moose, that, wasn't that's it? That's got to be a moose. This is the biggest bloody thing I've ever seen. the
1: antlers... They're huge. Yeah, that's, that's a gotta, moose. That's gotta that's be a, a moose.
0: How on earth does that swim? A moose swim. They're athletic animals, huh? All animals are athletic. The moose. What a nickname for Mark Messier.
1: Yeah, that that adds up. I, I, All that I've, adds up. I have I have never hunted, and I know when sometimes people hear that, oh, you're again. No, I just haven't done it. I have no problem with the individuals texting in. The even the the picture the guy sent me. I think it should be done legally. And I I think the large majority of hunters do really. But I, I wonder what some of the passionate hunters think when they hear about people hunting outside of season or when you hear about the African safaris uh, killing an endangered animal mm-hmm. or uh, I, I don't know what's legal and stuff. Like, I wonder if they are kind of like, well, I hunt and they're doing it. They're just whatever. The, the, I choose to follow the rules. They don't, or, or or if they get upset where they're like, come on, you guys or you you people, like we're going to hunt. Let's all agree that there are rules we should respect and do it that way. I'm curious because I don't know a lot of people who, who hunt just, well, Louis, I guess, Jason Moss. <laughs> He used to go hunting on bi-weeks when he was here. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's there's obviously a lot of great territory. Uh, it's Joey
0: that sent this great picture of the moose. Says he's on the way home with it right now, oh, actually. Wow. So he just... Literally, at some point, obviously earlier today or yesterday, Yeah, caught this. That is... It's a beauty. That is...
1: So, uh, I'm curious. Is it Joey? Joey. Yeah, he, if he, you, Joey, if you're driving, don't text. You can tell us later or email us and so we'll get it later. Like, Is, is that... <laughs> I assume meat, so all for yourself, for your family? Do you share it? Do you process it yourself? Does it go to a butcher? Or what? Like, I'm just curious. I, I, don't, I don't know the process. Like, I, I admit I'm quite ignorant about it, but, I, but I'm just curious what, what he would do with that. That's a large moose. Yeah, Chase and... Uh
0: and uh, Jay, Jan, all of these people texting in saying, no, it's as a legal hunter, poachers are the bane of my existence kind of a thing. Because it gives all hunters a bad name. Yeah, which it, sh-
1: which it shouldn't because, like, yeah, I, I mean, I think there are rules for a reason when it comes to this. And it makes the activity more valuable and fulfilling for everybody right so I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that that nobody's like ah if you want to poach a little bit go ahead <laughs> i'm glad, yeah, I'm glad we're know. getting that reaction um Jace says i hunt
0: for meat to feed the family some trophy hunting but uh, yeah, I, I bet you it's, it's unique for everybody. Um, we're talking about this right now. If you're tuning in a yeah, little why late, are we talking about wondering this? Uh, where our, our guest, <laughs> Louis DeBrusque is, he's typically with us on a Thursday for our friends at GCL Diesel, providing a service, genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices for over 50 years. Visit GCLDiesel.com. We can only assume that he's out in the shrubs because we called him about a half hour ago and he didn't pick up i bet you would have if bob was hosting tonight boo (laughs) (laughs) you know who i did have a conversation earlier today with though that's the general manager of the edmonton oil kings kurt hill we'll hear from him after uh randy kilburn yeah it is randy kilburn he told me that earlier today he's going to bring you the next set of global news headlines